0: Good morning, guys. Welcome back to a new day. Welcome back to another week. Uh, this week we're going to be doing something a little bit different, and I uh, hope you guys like it. I hope it's good. Uh, I think it's going to be challenging each of us, and so uh, we're going to dive into it. Our Bible study this morning is going to be... Uh, oh, shoot, I didn't copy it over. Give me one second. Uh, Exodus 37 and Psalm 57. Uh, We want to make sure that we are pursuing the Almighty God. We want to make sure that we are continuing the work of being conformed by Him. And so we do this daily. We'll move from Bible study into prayer, into worship, and we will continue to pursue the Almighty God. Go ahead and hit pause here. Get after that Bible study. The workout this morning, push-ups, scissor kicks, jumping jacks, and for cardio, we'll be jumping rope. Uh, We want to continue to maintain these bodies at the ready for service to God. The challenge this week, I want you to talk to your pastor about his training, about the time he has to manage his family, and I want you to see how you can help your church Uh, You'll get a little bit more clarity on kind of what you'll be talking to your pastor about as we move through uh, this uh, series, and uh, I hope it's helpful. Uh, Obviously, we uh, want you to come join us in the Christian Life Gym. We are continuing to make changes uh, this week uh, to the website itself, and so come join us there. Give us your feedback. Help us to build out a gym that is helpful to you in figuring out what it means to live this Christian life, but also how to live it well. So we are going to start a new topic. We're going to call it uh, SITREP. We want to make sure that you guys kind of understand uh, the situation that is going on around you, what you are dealing with. And some of that is just awareness. And uh, once you're a little bit more aware of the situation, uh, you'll be able to understand exactly how you can help, how you can play your part. And so uh, the focus today, the situation uh, that I want you to be a little bit more understanding of is your pastor's training. I want you to understand the requirements of your pastor for your church. Not all churches require your pastor to go to seminary. In some ways, that's good. In some ways, that's bad. Uh, It really just depends on what's going on. So I want you to start with what are the requirements of your church, of your pastor. I want you to keep in mind that I'm not attacking pastors through this. Uh, I really want you to understand what their training is and uh, what the situation is around the men's group. I am not a pastor. I want to be clear with that. I am a deacon for my church. I have two brothers that are uh, have graduated from seminary. I also have two pastors committed to listening to this podcast to make sure that I don't step out of line. Now, that's not this specific episode. Uh, it's the podcast overall. Uh, so I, I do have that accountability. Uh, But I want you to understand that I am not a pastor. But uh, having seen some of the work my brothers have done, uh, but also friends of mine and guys that I've worked with who have been pastors at times, uh, I've gained a bit more of an understanding about what our pastors are trained in. And so I want you to understand the the, what, your pastor receives as training, what their life experience usually is, and what they practice. Now, like I said, not all pastors are required to have degrees. For those that do receive degrees, uh, a majority of the degree is focused on biblical studies and church history, usually with a focus on preaching. Usually the entirety of the program is really focused on preaching, and that is good and right. The sermon is the best opportunity for impact for the average Christian man's week. And so we want our pastors to be very good at this part. Uh, For those that do not receive a a degree, a majority um, of their time is usually split between uh, studying God's Word and usually a day job of some form. Now, this can have its benefits uh, as uh, while they're studying for a specific sermon, usually God will be bringing about issues during their day job that are a real world example of whatever the sermon topic might be. And that can be good, um, but it also limits that pastor's ability to actually give counseling to his church. So he'll have to commit to his day job and then counsel later into the evening, which takes away from his ability to actually guide and care for his family. And so that pastor may be spread a little bit more thinly, and his uh, sermons may also suffer from that. Uh, For those that do receive schooling, uh, keep in mind that the specific focus of that school will bleed through that program as well. So as those pastors go through their studies, uh, don't get me wrong, the reading volume uh, for a seminary class is much higher than anything you'd experience in a traditional college. Well, I shouldn't say that. There might be others that read other classes, uh, but those are usually limited to specific degrees uh, or specific classes. Seminary, however, throughout the whole program, is a high, vol- high volume of reading and listening. So it demands a lot. They receive a lot. But each individual pastor's ability to capture all of that knowledge and put it into action is also dependent upon that pastor uh, and their life situation. And so I want you to be aware that whatever they may be going through um, in their normal everyday life is also impacting their ability to grasp all of that knowledge and put it to use. And so if they are uh, just going to school, they don't have some of the real life opportunities to put some of that stuff into action. But also if they are going to school and trying to work a real job, uh, they don't have all of the time that they may need to really digest all of the information, let alone put it to work because again, they have so much going on. And so the training they receive from school is impacted by what's going on in their life as well. Again, the focus of their training is uh, for them to be preaching God's word, which is again, rightly, uh, I'm not attacking pastors here. I want you to be aware of what they've gone through, the training they've received, uh, but also how uh, they're... The, the their life impacts their ability to uh, capture all this and put it to use. So once they're in church, their focus is turned towards running the church, the operations of the church. And so I want you to understand that even if you have a relatively young man coming in, uh, he is going to be new at running the church operations, Uh, If you've brought in uh, an older pastor, uh, he's going to have things that he really wants to have. He's going to have uh, changes that he wants to make to the church because of how he has learned to operate things. And so there will be a growth for both the church as well as the pastor in those moments. And so they're going to start counseling. They're going to start inviting people into their homes. And their life is going to become very busy very quickly. They rarely have a senior pastor with great outcomes that can really guide them, integrate them into the church. And so they are struggling and striving to figure out how all of this works, all in real time, while also preparing sermons. Now, for those that are able to join a larger church and they do receive some training in how that specific church operates— it will make them more successful in that role in that church, but it's not really an overall overarching training in church operations. It's not really going to give them the full exposure to uh, the Christian life that they're going to need for true counseling. Um, And so it's somewhat stunting some of their growth as well. So in all of this, This is a general overview. I want you to get to know your specific pastor's situation. I want you to understand what he had going on, what he currently has going on, and where you can help. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you take on some of the counseling. What I want you to think about is how do you help get your church where it needs to be and so let me ask you a few questions here. So in all of this, where does your pastor receive training in discipleship? Does he receive it in seminary? Not more than any other topic from any one of his classes. Is discipleship required as a part of the school he joins? No, it's not. Is it required by the, uh, the church that he joins? No, it's not. Discipleship was lived out by Jesus as a ministry. His followers were trained up in how to take other men on under them and bring them along in this Christian life. This is not something that we do anymore. And part of that is because of how our society has changed. And so we need our pastors to be trained in preaching. We want that. We don't want that to change. We need discipleship as much as every other man. They need it just as much as you need it. They know this in knowledge, but they do not know this in experience. And so I want you to be aware of the training that your pastor has received. I want you to understand that he has more than likely not been trained up in discipleship, in training men up, or in programs developing men. They probably haven't received this from the seminary, but they also probably haven't had that experience in uh, uh, real-world training either. And so they're aware of the need for it, the example of it, from their studying, from God's Word, but they don't know how that program works. They don't understand how to do it in real life. Again, that's not necessarily anything we want to change with your pastor. We want him to be focused on preaching, but the church overall needs to be adopting discipleship as a way for men to be trained up in their church. We've lost this, let's call it, over the last hundred years. Again, this is a societal change. We no longer treat men as the head of the household. We no longer expect men to be the head of the household. We no longer expect men to be leading their communities. We have emptied them out of these spaces, and we have emptied out the training that came along with it as well. This is not just your pastor's issue. You see the results of this in every aspect of society now. This is every man's issue. If you are going to start to see change, you will have to be a part of that change. You will need men, you will need to be embracing that change, and that change is going to be uncomfortable for you and for every other man because they have not been raised up in this training. And so if you are going to lead men in this, you have to be conformed to it first, and then you have to find ways to bring other men along with you. You have to meet men where they are at with the training they have received or the lack of training that they have received. You will have to engage with them there and draw them forward. We need to have men pick up their roles and responsibilities. Your pastor needs this personally as much as the men of his church need this how much less work would he have if the men of his church acted like Christian men? If the men of his church would minister God's word to each other to address sin and growth before it escalated up to the pastor's desk, what would the families look like? What would that community look like? It's not going to start with him. His day-to-day life is focused on church operations and preparing his next sermon. I need you, the guy listening to this podcast to take this podcast, share it with another guy at your church. Start that conversation one-on-one between you and that other guy about what you two guys can do. Then I want you to talk to your pastor about how do you help him? How do you help him fix this situation? How do you help men at your church Start to behave like Christian men. So start the conversation one-on-one between you and another guy. Then you start the work one-on-one as a man before God to become that man that can help your pastor, help lead other men. And then I want you to start game planning it. But I need you to understand it starts with you. It starts with you today doing something. So share this podcast with another brother. Start that conversation with him. Start that conversation with your pastor. The day is young. Time is limited. Let's get moving. That's all I've got for you today. Have a great day.